A lot of people in this in the, in life leave a lot on the field. They bring it back with them. They 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 don't give it all they have. They don't do the very best they can. And I want you to think about that this morning a little bit. Do you do everything you do to the best that you can? I want to read from Malachi 1, 6 through 14. And, 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 and this is Old Testament. This is, um, well, let's go through it. Malachi 1, 6 through 14. A son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you priests who show contempt for my name. Now I want to stop there a minute. I'm not talking about just the pastor here. Okay? Because through scripture it says we are all ministers of the gospel. Amen? Amen. So God is talking about every one of us. I just get paid to do this. You don't. <laughs> but um, we're just talking about the priests here. Yeah, back then it was the, the high priest, the priest that we're talking about. But in general, it's all those who are followers of Jesus Christ who are ministers of the gospel. Going on. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? By offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have you defiled me? How have, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame and diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty. Now plead with God to be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands, will, be accepted. will he accept you? says the Lord Almighty. Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not so that you would not light unless fires on my altar, light fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations from where the, the sun rises to where it sets. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to, the, brought to me, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying, the Lord's table is defiled, and its food is contemptible. And you say, what a burden. And you sniff at, at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, lame, and diseased animals and offer them, as sacrifices. Should I accept them from your hands? Says the Lord. Cursed is the, is the chief who has an acceptable male in the flock and vows to give it, but none sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Now, right away you're thinking, oh, he's talking about tithing. I'm not. That's part of it. That's part of it. And back here, this is what they were talking about. What I'm talking about, though, are we giving our very best? Are we, are we doing the things that we need to where God is pleased? 
There's a lot of things in our life that we put before doing the very best for God. A lot of times we, we get involved in, in our society and our culture of today is getting worse and worse and worse with that. And that's why I want to I talk about that this morning. Because we tend to put a lot of things ahead of service to God. About giving to God. About doing the things that we need to in our very best to God. Now scripture says to work for man as you were working for God. Are we doing that? Are we actually living that out? Are we actually doing the things that we need to? And as a coach, part of coaching is motivation. And, and I believe that's what part of my job is with the church too, is, is to help motivate, is to help encourage you folks and myself to do the very best we can. Not to give up. Because it's real easy to give up. And, and again, our, our culture, our society, has basically said it's okay to do things mediocre. Now, most of us here grew up not with that understanding, that thinking, but I don't want us to fall into that. I don't want us to, to say, well, that's good enough. Do we hear that a lot in our world today? Well, that's good enough. Um, when I was substituting at the school, they had to write a, a, a two-paragraph page on technology. And, and, and when I told the kids, I said, you know, you can choose to write two paragraphs. I said, or you can choose to write a bunch because that shows excellence for you. That, that tells your teacher that you're going to go over and above and, and, and she'll keep an eye on it. This is your first assignment for the year. And this is the first day of school. And it's like, you know, don't settle for mediocrity. Go for the very best. And right away, one of the kids raised his hand and says, how many sentences are in a paragraph? <laughs> And I said, well, I think the rule of thumb is between three and five. Uh, and, and, and I said, but I'm not an English major by any stretch of it. And, and, uh, and he did. He, he wrote the very minimum there was. And I had another gal, and uh, she happened to be Pastor Don's uh, from uh, um, uh, the Marshall uh, Federated Church, uh, Pastor, Pastor Don's granddaughter. And I'll tell you, she wrote like a page and a half. And, and, and a lot of people would think, oh, she's... she's She's a brown nose and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And no, I mean, I could see in her behavior, her attitude was, I'm going to do my very best. And, and I love seeing that. I love seeing that on the football field because you can see right away if someone's not giving their very best. It's real easy to, to, to figure that out. My last uh, coaching, I was coaching the, the line, uh, offensive and defensive line. And in the next year, I said, you know what? I don't want to coach a position. I want to coach the heart. And, and, and he said, well, what does that mean? I said, I want to be a heart coach. Because I'm seeing, what I'm seeing in these kids is, is brokenness. I'm seeing split homes. I'm seeing, seeing a lot of hurt out there. And, and I said, if we want to really pour into these kids and expect the very best out in the field, we need to make sure their heart's in a condition to actually go out on the field. And again, years ago, my dad would say, suck it up. Today, it's a little bit more um, coddling, you want to put it that way? Uh, you know, as far as the kids, as far as that, uh, we talked about that this morning, but, you know, kind of like bubble wrapping our children, not, not, uh, not being so harsh on them. Um, for me, that was a good way to teach how to do things, how to live, was basically suck it up, get over it, move on. Um, now, I never had the devastation that these kids have. 
I didn't have a split home. My mom and dad were together for, for 50 plus years. So it's like, I don't, I didn't, I don't know what they're going through. But um, you know, 50 to 70% of our society is going through divorce and split homes and different things. So these kids, they're hurting. A lot of them are getting on the bus alone, they're getting off the bus alone, they're going home alone, they're not, there's nobody there. And, 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 and so it, it's hard for someone to actually mentor and to be a part of it. So I look at coaching um, and, and the coaches that have a very particular place in these kids' lives, particularly nowadays, because how they conduct themselves on the field is how they do it off. Now, um, Pulaski, Wisconsin, there was a team over there. I just read about this uh, last year. And they were 0-4 they were first part of the season. Didn't score a point. Matter of fact, the closest they got to the end zone was 40-yard line. Coach said, this is, this, is, this is useless. This is useless. So he canceled the rest of the season. I mean, they had six games left, and he, he canceled the season on them. He said, there's no reason to play if they're not going to even score a point. And I think about that, and I'm thinking, okay, if you're only coaching for the W's, that coach isn't doing things the best that he can. He's not, he's not pouring these kids the way they need to. Because um, even back when I was a kid, my coach, he'd pull us off to the side in, in, the, in the hallways and different things and say, how's your grades? How, how are you doing? And, and yeah, because if you fail a grade, you know, you get benched or you get, you get on the sideline for a, a few games. So he wanted to make sure of that. But he also said, how are you doing? How are you doing as a person? And, 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 and for the longest time, I didn't think he cared one bit about us as people. But he would invest into us off the field. And a lot of coaches did. And, in, and today, we look at just the heart of people in general. And it's hard to give your very best if your heart isn't correct. So I believe that's our, our job is to help people get their heart corrected and, and to, to do the very best that we can. But we have to look at, have we given our very best? I have a, a clip here, and it's one of my all-time favorite um, uh, movies, and it really shows uh, how a coach can enthuse and, and, and excite someone, but also for a player. So let's, let's play that clip. Westview this year. A lot stronger than we are. You already read the Friday night down as a loss, bro? Well, not if I know we can beat them. Come here, bro. You too, Jerry. What am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl in here, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> what? You only go to the 30? And you get the 50. A 50. I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. And you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do a blindfold. Why? Because I want you to give it up at a certain point when you feel further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. I need a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, bro. Give your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. 
Keep moving, bro. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. Hearts, don't quit. You bury that. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm glad I was straight. You need to go shit with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. You're not 12. You keep going. I know how. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hot from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. It's all hot. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. Son, 
And we got to think about that as we do things, as we as we get into the Word, as we pray, as we serve, as we give, all these kind of things. Are we given the very best? Or are we saying, well, I'll give what's left over. I'll serve if I have time. I'll do this if this falls into that. That's no different than giving God lame and diseased animals. Amen? It is. It's the same thing. And this is what God is talking about here. You are offering defiled food at my altar. I don't want to do that. A lot of times we almost have to be blinded by the, uh, by the world a little bit and tunnel vision and serving Jesus Christ because I didn't really think about it until uh, a couple days ago. Jake was looking at this with me and he said, would he have got to the end zone if he wasn't blindfolded? Hmm. Probably not. Because a lot of times when we see things ahead of us and it looks hard, we tend to stop. If it doesn't come to how we think it should be, we tend to stop. And I read something from uh, um, T.E. Jakes the other day. He said most people give up or don't do their very best because of experiences in their life. In other words, I've experienced that. I, I, I think I know how that's going to turn out. And we hear that a lot with the churches um, over the, I have with the churches over the years. You know, you know, come up with an idea and say, well, I'd like to try this. Well, we tried that. And it didn't work. Okay? There's a book from John Maxwell called Failing Forward. If you ever want a good read, that's one of the books that I've, I've read a couple times. And basically what it talks about is, is doing things in excellence. Doing things the best that you can. Because um, take, a, take a rummage sale, for instance. I'll use our rummage sale that we did. If Wilma would have just said, hey, we're going to do a rummage sale on June X, whatever day it was. And that's all she said. And also we showed up on, on that day of the rummage sale. And we're trying to figure out why, is, why didn't anyone bring items? Why isn't nobody showing up to buy? We wonder, well, rummage sales are a lost cause. Instead of how did we implement it? How did we do the very best we can? And the very best we can is letting people know about it. It's advertising, putting signs up, getting people to bring things, making sure that people are going to get here. So the same rummage sale that failed because of not planning can succeed when you put your very best into it. And, and that's a lot of what we're doing right now with our outreaches. You know, hopefully we're trying to give our very best to what we're doing. But are we? Are we giving the very best? Or is other things coming in line ahead of it? Is it hard? You bet it's hard. It's tiring. It's like, oh, not another thing. The guy is sitting right next to it. Don't give up. Don't give up. And why? It's not getting to the end zone. It's reaching that one person for Jesus Christ who needs it. That's our goal. Is to reach this community for Jesus Christ. And all these things are, are vehicles to do that. But if it doesn't start with us personally, it's not going to start collectively. So that's my encouragement is that we're doing it. And I have no idea if you're out there doing it. I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just putting you all in one thing. So if you're thinking, why, why is he yelling at me? I'm not yelling. Um, I just thought about it. 
But um, it's things that we do and how we do things and how we present ourselves to God. I mean, how are we doing the things that God is calling us to do? Let's look at Second uh, Timothy two fifteen. It says, "Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly handles the word of truth." Do your very best to present yourself to God as one approved. Are we approved by God? I believe we are. I believe God's smiling down. He says, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything in my power to empower you guys. And that's why I played that song. And I know it's repetitive. you got to bear with me some weeks. Set a fire down in my heart. Set a fire down in my heart. I mean, that's how we do the very best, is when we get on fire for the Lord. Because Antonio Brown, have you heard about that, Yahoo? I mean, if, if, you haven't, if you've turned the TV on the last 48 hours, you've heard about him. Um, you know, he didn't want to play for one team, and he went to went uh, uh, with the Steelers. He went to went to the Raiders, and, and he's whining, complaining about everything, and now he's going for the Patriots. He was looking at the very best for him. He could care less if he gives the very best to his team. That's how he's 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 geared and he's wired. And God doesn't want that. He wants us to be ones who are team oriented, looking at things. You can tell when a team is giving their best out there. You can tell if they're giving the very best in the locker room, out on, on the field, off the field, every area. Because when they're working together and working in harmony and, and, and giving their very best out in the field, those are usually what? The ones at the end. I get frustrated. I got frustrated with my Packers last year. Because the running backs weren't finishing the runs. They'd run out of bounds. Or they'd slide down. My brother was a running back. If he would have slid down, not to get hit, oh, I wouldn't want to bet him Monday morning. He would have been running laps. But it's holding up. It's, it's looking at their money. Preseason used to be a time to get tuned in. Most of these starters don't even play the preseason anymore. How can you give your very best if you're not playing? How, if you're not tuning up your, your skills? And it's the same with us. If we're not tuning our skills every day, being in the, in the Word, being in our prayer life, witnessing, serving, giving, I mean, there's no way we can give our very best. So we have to look at what is God telling us to do. Back then, we seen them give animals for their sacrifice. When Jesus came, we no longer have to do sacrificial animals, which is great, because we get blood over our curve. <laughs> I want you to think about yourself, though, as that offering. As that living sacrifice to our Lord. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. You see, this isn't the only time we worship. It's when we come to this 
come to the sanctuary. We are called to put our bodies out there as a sacrifice every day. But not just mediocre, the best. Holy and pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship. So how are you worshiping? How are you doing the things that we need to? Again, I'm not coming down on anyone. I want to. I want to. I want. I want. I want to be that coach who's encouraging, that one who's motivating. I want. I want to. This Brock, if you've never seen it, he ends up being a top linebacker out there, just just uh, just dominating. But he became a leader. Why? Because he was pushed. He was pushed to do his best. He understood what that meant. He sacrificed, didn't he? Crawling across that thing, which I used to hate those drills. Hated them. I remember the first year I coached, I put another coach on my back to show the kids how to do it. And uh, I bet you I couldn't go five, ten yards. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I see what he's doing. But um, to give the very best, we need to be pushed. We need each other pushing each other, don't we? We need each other coaching each other and, and, and striving towards the goal. John 3.16, we know what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And whoever believes in him shall what? Not perish, but have eternal life. That is the very best. So if Jesus is our measuring stick, right? He's our measuring stick. That's what we, we're striving for. We have to give the very best because he gave the very best. I don't want to. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to go against what God has for me. Over and over in Malachi, it says, "says the Lord Almighty." This is God speaking to the prophet Malachi. This is this is what he's telling you. He's saying you're defiling my altar by how you're doing things. And to me, this is a gut check. This is a, this is a heart check for us this morning to say, are we giving our very best? And it's going to make me think again, everything that we do, pushing, 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 going down the field, doing, giving everything we have, doing the best that we can. And again, it's not to honor us. It's honor our Lord. I want people to see us and say, wow, they even pray good. They just don't serve good. And they just don't give good. But man, they pray good. I want, I want to be known as a church that prays for people. I want people to be calling us and saying, hey, I need you to pray for this and pray for that. We heard this morning in our, our devotion that uh, you know our, our prayer life needs to be like a breath. I mean, we can't go without oxygen. We need that in order to live. We need prayer in our life in order to live a biblical life. It's not just a matter of showing up. It's a matter of giving the very best. And I can't think of a better team to do it. I can't. I mean, you guys are, are workers. You know, it's a... I've said this in the past, you know, it's like I, I'm used to get into a church and, and really, really need to, to egg people on to encourage them to, to take leadership roles. And we do such a good job here. And I think we have seats around the table 
at Florence's on, on Tuesday nights yet. Uh, I encourage you to be in the Word as much as you can, to gather as often as we can. You know, in Acts it says they gathered often and broke bread. That's part of the reason why we do Wednesday nights. It's not just to have a meal, even though we want to bless the community with a meal and stuff. It's about honoring God with what we're doing. It's sitting down with our neighbors. It's sitting down with one another, breaking bread. And what does Scripture says? And they grew daily in their faith. Not just in numbers. Nowhere in Scripture says, well, I want a certain amount of butts planted in your, in your church. But God says, I want them in their hearts. And it's your job to go get them. Go and make disciples. And I believe we can go undefeated this season. I believe that. Because we got unity. And we got drive. And we got a goal. Sometimes we've got to put that blinder on. So we don't see exactly where we're at sometimes. Because it gets hard. Because Wednesday morning... You might have had a very busy Sunday afternoon, Monday and Tuesday. And you'll think, man, I just, I just don't want to go. Or even Sunday morning, you'll say, man, we've had all this going on. I think I'll just take off today. Even if you do, you've got your very best. Spend time with them. It's a daily thing. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Are you pleasing God this morning? With your very best? I pray if we're not, then we make a change. And we look at going a different direction in our life. Because it's real easy to put a lot of things ahead of God. It really is. This, our world today gets worse and worse with that. Years ago, everything that went on in the church went on at home. Everything that went on at home went on at church. How do you remember those years? I believe that can happen again. I remember growing up, I knew all my neighbors. People don't sit on the porch anymore. They're not out and about where you can talk and gather. We need to be intentional about our witness. Doing the very best we can. Inviting our neighbors over for supper. Would that be a new novel idea? Invite our neighbors for supper once again? You might say, well, I don't know them. Yeah. Great way to know Gather often. Break bread. Give God our best. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for you, Lord, giving your very best. And Lord, as we do some Communion time with you, Lord. I pray that you open our hearts and minds. And Father, we don't have to go to anybody. 
receive forgiveness and repent. And that curtain's been ripped. So great, Lord, that we can go to you directly. And Father, I pray that you are in each one of our, our face, just pushing us forward to give our very best, not to give up. Not to settle for mediocre. So Father, I pray everything from our tithing to our serving to our prayer life, every area of our lives, Lord, can be changed to doing our very best. And again, not to glorify us, but to glorify you. So Father, we, we love you and we honor you. And again, as we take some, some quiet worship time, I pray, Lord, that you speak to us. In your son's name.